Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the one, the only daily diary of the mortgage industry. Every Monday morning, you can join myself and Jacob, unless one of us are gone, but most of the time we're here, right here, giving you the things you need to know about our industry, really bringing you valuable information so you can absolutely go out there and dominate here and now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Jacob Gaffney, what's up, brother? Good to have you back. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Actually, before we get into it, how was your weekend? And you were you were actually uh, out last week. You were enjoying some time with the family. How was? Yeah, I did. I did. I took the family to Portland, Oregon. Sweet. Um, which was uh, which was interesting. I've talked to some people about our experiences there. Um, probably not the best holiday destination to bring uh, your family of five into the nation's homeless capital. Um, and to, you know, there's, there's not much going in Portland for a family of five that is not wilderness related. We wanted a big city tour and boy, we got it. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, but we're back here in Texas where it is, uh, where is a freezing 80 degrees, uh, because of, uh, thunderstorms last night. And let me say some, one thing, Josh, yeah. I'm so happy. The mortgage industry is not as troubled as the airline industry. A couple really? of storms yesterday, airline grounded all their flights, total chaos, mass hysteria at the airports, no apologies needed because their airlines just get on with your life. People sleeping overnight, no accommodations. Could you imagine if the mortgage industry was run that poorly? We'd all be living in Portland, homeless. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Dang it. Well, that's crazy. You talk about that weather here in Utah as well. We, we needed rain. We got it. I think you talked about mudslides in uh, Texas. We had, we, had mud we had mudslides here. We had flooding that shut down parts of Utah yesterday. So craziness happening all throughout our country, my friend. What? But I agree with you. Luckily, we're not the airline industry. Could you imagine if we were? Just shut down. Oh, by the way, we're just shutting down. No, no apology. <laughs> we're just yeah. shutting down. That's yeah, going to yeah. happen. But why, don't we, why don't we close on that mortgage next month? You know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, 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 we'll get it done. Somehow. You don't, you don't need it done, right? We can do it next month. Like it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You can move in later. Uh, we got bigger fish to fry this morning though, my friend, we're talking about lots of fun things. So let's dive into it. And yeah. first and foremost, I know, ladies and gentlemen, I made a small error when I published this post, I spelled Cloudstar and Jacob Gaffney wrong. I'm so sorry on both. I was typing very quickly. So I have since fixed that. Gaffney, I spelled, I don't even know how I spelled Gaffney wrong, but at Cloudstar, apologies to our friends at Cloudstar, but it has been, since been fixed. But thank you. Uh, Jacob, that's what's so cool about our audience. They pay attention. They're watching. So thank you for letting me know we got those fixed. But let's get into that. Cloudstar, we've, we've talked about this. They're still compromised? Like, is this Maybe. still a thing? Yeah, I got, you know, I got to give a shout out to the title report. Uh, Erica Peterson's been all over this. Stunning, amazing, in-depth coverage. You got to hand it to some of these publications when they're getting things right. I mean, they, she is just getting all the topics. She's getting all the experts to speak about it. I've been really, I don't want to say I'm enjoying the coverage because it's such a bad thing, but, you know, Cloudstar is in fact still compromised. They 
set another incident update on July 28th. I'm in the system status page right now. Their, their system status reports are getting shorter and shorter, which isn't good. Uh, we've continued to work around the clock to assess the recoverability of customer data. That means they've lost the data. Yeah, they're they're, they might not get it back even if they pay the ransom. Okay, and Whoops. there's incidents about how this ransomware attack was unique, how it was so crafty, how it's the future of attacks. How I mean, that was all in the title report. If you're not a subscriber, you should probably subscribe uh, just just to be just to be safe there. You know, um, but they're saying we're committed to providing our customers with updates as soon as we have more information. So that was their cybersecurity. They're basically just once a week putting out reports. Now, as I'm scrolling down, scrolling down, you know, their possible service interruption, their first note where they said, uh, we might have a problem here was July 16th. Nice. Can imagine, can you imagine more than two weeks being out of order? What, what would happen? Oh. To, what would happen to your business if you could not get on to your data for more two. than two we shut down, dude. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Do you have your information backed up? Yeah, Do you of course, have it available offline? If you didn't have an internet connection, could you get your data? Yes. Mm. <laughs> no, probably not. Most of us couldn't. That's crazy to even think about. So, you know, that's something to really start to consider. And you should get a consultation with someone to make sure that your data is encrypted. In the meantime, you know, one thing you could quickly do is get a is get a flash drive and throw all of your really important files on that at the end of each day. I was gonna um, say get a know. flash drive, get a removable hard drive, get one of those. I have plenty of those at home. I just we don't I don't think we think about it. This is why this conversation is so valuable to all of you. Think about it. If you couldn't access Calyx, if you couldn't access point or encompass or whatever it may be, do you have that information somewhere where you could access it? Like I I would assume the majority of us in the industry, they don't have access to it. So something to be thinking about, ladies and gentlemen. It's, now, it's, it's a scary prospect, but... Um, let's be honest with this, though, too. I know there's all kinds of compliance issues with that, too, like storage of all that. But just be thinking about this. We're not your compliance team. We're not telling you to do any of this, but just be be aware of all these things, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we, we, do, we do not recommend any service above and beyond any others. What we do is we give uh, very general advice. And again, I think we can leave it safely, Josh, is, is that we're not the experts. But we have really shown that this is a problem. That's Huge really problem. is a problem. And it's just another thing to consider along with wire fraud, escrow fraud, all the other, all the other types of fraud and uh, breaches that are just simply infecting our industry left and right. Um, are you protected? Because it's not a question of if, it's a question of when, when you exactly. get targeted. Yep, no, 100%. So with that, <laughs> it's a matter of if, not when, Let's talk about COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, if you caught the uh, the uh, Rise and Trade this morning, which hopefully you didn't, if you didn't, you should subscribe by clicking the link below. It's in the chat. You can subscribe to the number one and only daily diet of the mortgage industry. But if you didn't catch it this morning, typically, Jacob, our team, we put together a plethora of different topics, of different conversations, but you may have noticed a trend, one trend in particular, in Rise and Shred this morning, which, Jacob, is COVID. Let's talk COVID for just a sec. Let's talk COVID for just a sec. Um, I think that we're faced with the possibility that we're looking at another shutdown. And just last week, we mentioned that it won't happen again. Um, the second shutdown, and this is where I want to be clear, the second shutdown will be vastly different than the first one. 
Sure. Um, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of balls in the air still. This is an early stage disease. It's mutating. It's one step ahead of us. It's one step ahead of our efforts. It seems designed to get us to fight one another. Ooh, okay? interesting, interesting word there. I like it. Well, you know, I have my feelings. I, I was, uh, I was, I, I, I was a medical reporter for ten years. Okay, the behavior of this virus is nothing that I've seen before. Uh, but then again, you know. It, it took a few years to get the polio, polio vaccine just right. That's something people don't forget. You know, measles wasn't eradicated overnight. Measles, in fact, has not been eradicated. Polio has not been eradicated. These things are still around. And vaccines still don't necessarily protect you, but they give you a very good start, especially if you're healthy. There you go. So if you're looking at numbers of reinfection rates, and I want, I'm going to read something from a person I previously respected on Twitter. So Love I don't it. want to say their name. Okay, but this is, I'm going to read to you what they tweeted last week. All right. Um, we all rush like sheep to get an untested vaccine that just isn't working. It is Ooh. simply a flu shot, nothing more. We are idiots. And yes, I got the vaccine. CDC says three-fourths of the COVID cases in Cape Cod outbreak occurred occurred in vaccinated people. Okay. Holy. So this is someone whom, if I weren't me, I could maybe follow that. There are three points that he makes. All three are wrong, Josh. They are mm. untrue. All three of those statements are untrue. For one, we are not idiots. Right. Okay. Agreed. We are not idiots. We're capable of learning more. We're capable of doing better. All right. Don't, don't call people names. I just think that that's just beyond the pit. Not nice. We all rush like sheep to get an untested vaccine that just isn't working. That is one of the most damaging statements I've heard about the vaccine. Okay. There are reinfection rates among people who are vaccinated, and that is not uncommon when you get the flu, when you get the flu vaccine. How many times have you heard someone say, I got the flu shot? Oh my God, I got the flu. Got the flu. Yep. Yeah. Okay. As long as that rate is below 5%, you're actually doing really, really well. The amount of current COVID cases nationally among the vaccinated, fully vaccinated, remains below 5%. Furthermore, the rate of death among those vaccinated is substantially, substantially lower. In fact, it's close to zero. Wow. All right. Now, smokers, people with asthma, they fall into a different category of sure. the vaccinated, unvaccinated. They're more at risk because of their current health issues. Correct. Right. Now, Cases among the unvaccinated are much, much, much higher. That's the data. And you can look at the Boston Globe. You can look at the San Diego Tribune. You can look at all these different publications if you go looking for it. If your information is just coming to you, if you're just reading the Rise and Shred, you're not getting enough information. Agreed. You have to read Rise and Shred and you have to read the title report. I mean, that's just, you know, if you wanted to learn about Cloudstar, that's how you're going to get it. That's how you're going to get it. And just simply tweeting off the handle, calling other people idiots, calling them sheep and all that is not going to get us beyond this second outbreak that's coming. So this is a very important topic. And when you look at the rise in tread today, Josh, why we devoted an entire issue to the rise in tread is on an economic level. So now we're back to talking about our finances. Yep. On an economic level, the United States is struggling to figure out the pathology of economic impact as it relates to the disease. Absolutely. I go back to the way this disease was designed. This disease almost appears designed to cripple economies. 
in ways that we can't vaccinate the economy against these things. Mm. So that was the point of the rise in trade. When you look at the Census Bureau information, the economic data as it relates to COVID-19 doesn't add up. All right? we, we talked about trade shows being shut down. How many of you say are coming in Vegas? There's a whole bunch. There's at least four that we know of. Right. And they're facing maybe pulling the plug and going virtual. Oh, virtual. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Not again. I don't know if I could do it. We're going to have to do it. It's okay. We're in this together. We could do this. We could do this. But places where the deaths, if you read the rise and shred, the deaths are concentrated primarily in New Jersey, New York, right? Right. COVID-related deaths, right? They have most of the deaths among all the states. Now, the economic impact, however, was felt in pockets that the government can't really figure out. And you could try to figure it out as well. And it's tough. You could take a look at Vegas, right? Well, of course, of course, Vegas may have low infection rates, but but high rates of unemployment. Sure. But when you look at other markets in Nevada, if you look at other markets in North Dakota, why, why did their unemployment jump to 7%, 8%, sometimes higher? Is it because of tourism? Is it because of tourism to Billings, Montana? crater is that why it doesn't explain it it just doesn't explain it, it you think maybe yes but they, the government's still trying hard and, and they've launched a, a just a plethora of studies to try to figure out how we can avoid repeats for the surge but again it's one step ahead of us they're not going to have that figured out by the time the delta variant say starts to really really hurt the really absolutely so that's so. So at this point, we we have more questions than answers, and, and that's the issue. Uh, we're we're just not getting ahead of this. We're just not figuring out the correct way to do it. And I can tell you why. Why it's it falls down to one magnificent default Ooh. among all of us, and that is the ability, like my friend on Twitter, to say, you know what, I was wrong. I'm so glad you bring this up. This is exi- this is kind of what, as we start to wrap the show up today, this tweet, the the comments that you and I have seen from mortgage professionals, from CDC, from government officials, is being able, as humans, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, we're not perfect. And this is the one thing you need to admit. You need to be able to be able to eat a piece of humble pie. You need yeah. to be able to admit you're wrong, right, Jacob? Yeah, it's something that not a lot of us do. And it is something, it is a very simple technique that will change your life, Josh. If you suddenly lose your ego to a level where you could say, now this is strange to me because when you work in journalism, you're often wrong and you're often correct. And all the journalists I know, actually, when you, when you point out to them that something is an error, they will fix it, right? If you could prove to them that they made a mistake, I haven't met a single journalist who won't fix it. All right. That. But that's that industry. Sure. The mortgage industry is completely different. Did you know executives <laughs> in the mortgage industry are never wrong? Uh, never, ever, dude. Ever. No, they're not. You know, um, they don't have to admit it because they aren't. <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And when you have people who just shoot out misinformation, you can see why the White House issued an alert asking people to stop spreading misinformation on the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Because they can't keep up. The distrust to the executive branch is already high. The distrust to the legislative branch is already high. The distrust to the judicial branch is somewhat lower, but still not that great. Right. Okay? 
So you have that at the government levels. Now, what's it like at our industry level? Our, I tend to think the mortgage industry rebuilt a lot of trust from the last crisis. I absolutely agree. Yeah, and I do. Yeah. And I think it's because of a lot of great executives out there working hard, getting things done, getting things right. And when you look at the successful stories of executives in our industry, they're the ones who can admit they're wrong. When you look at the companies that are large but still struggling and you take a look at their executive leadership at the top and when you know them like josh you and i know these people personally well we don't admit names man we're not we're not gonna fling mud but i could tell you not and they're probably the least likely ones to take our advice (laughs) which is which is which is again the most frustrating thing because i took all of their advice when i built my companies right Yep. And, and I listen to them, but I know a lot of them will never admit when they're wrong. And one of the ways you admit when you're wrong is you go back and you look at your stuff. And when you hear something or maybe read something in the rise and shred, instead of shooting an email to you, Josh, saying how you're, uh, you know, how you're biased and all this and all that. I mean, instead of just shooting that email, maybe do a Google search a little bit for just right? you know, 15, 20 minutes and see if there's a basis of fact. And if there isn't a basis of fact, then send the email to Josh, send the email to me and there we will go. correct it. But, you know, how many times has Rise and Shred run a correction? You started the show with a correction, but let's be honest, our corrections are fairly rare. Knock on wood. Knock okay. on wood. Our corrections are fairly rare, but we do have them. Of course. We, we, we do have errors. Now, take a look at the amount of things that we've gotten wrong, which we've corrected, which we've been wrong. Always. And then in your mind, think of all the emails we've got saying we were wrong, that we've been unable to prove. And that shows you that behavioral misalignment right there. Uh, 100%. Oh man, this is Jacob. This is one of those topics that I'm so glad that we're talking about that we're sharing with all of you. And again, we're sharing it, ladies and gentlemen, because this is something that you need to be thinking. This is something you need to be aware of. And, and like you've mentioned, I actually, I, not to, tangent on something else, but I heard Mark Zuckerberg talking about this, about Facebook, about the misinformation and how the government has reached out to them to help them with the the actual like sifting through the misinformation that is being provided. And so just be aware, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jerry Yoshida, great comment here. Great message, Jacob Gaffney, admitting you were wrong is a skill. And unfortunately, not everyone has it. Love you guys. Hashtag shred. Jerry, love you guys as well. It is a skill. It's something that you have to be able to admit. And unfortunately, like you mentioned, many of many of our executives, many people within the space, they aren't willing to. We have a, a tremendous amount of respect for so many executives within our industry. Just be willing, ladies and gentlemen, to, hit, to eat that piece of humble pie. Eat the crow when you need to. Admit your faults. People respect you more for it people will have like i I started this show i made a simple error but just Mm -hmm. being willing to to fess up hey made the mistake i'm going to correct it immediately and move on and move on from there but don't don't be one of those that is pushing out misinformation because again it's misleading it's not good i love that you brought up from we've recovered as an industry from 2008 2009 the last thing we want is to start getting that 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 untrue. We don't want people not trusting us anymore. We don't want consumers yeah. questioning our motives, questioning us within this space. That is the last thing we need right now, Jacob. And it's true. And I love Jerry's comment. You know, it is uh, admitting you're wrong is a skill. And a lot of people think that, oh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they, and they think that killing you with an apology is going to somehow make up for the error. Right. And that's something like it's saying sorry is easy. Fixing an error is not. So I agree, like it comes to a skill. There, there are ways in which you can communicate to that effectively. And, and like I, I used to tell my staff, save your, save your sorries for when they matter, 
Don't just instinctively say, oh, I got something wrong. I'm sorry. Yep. You know, I like that. Save your sorries for when they matter. Because when you profusely apologize, it means less. It means less and less and less among your peers. So save them, you know, and that's going back to what Jerry was saying. Like, cause you know, you, Jerry's, Jerry's the most skilled communicator out there. You know, Absolutely. So she's amazing. Uh, the way she's able to just, she can, she can lead a panel. She can hop on a call. She could talk about everything. And she's, and she's built that skill over a course of time, you know? Yep. And I think that that is the most important thing is when you admit you're wrong, it doesn't go hand in hand with an apology. That's something a lot of people mistake. And that comes with time. That skill comes with time to admit that you are wrong. And I like the way that you admitted you were wrong earlier in the show, Josh, but I'm pretty sure you also said you were sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Save those apologies. That's good. That is good advice to end on, ladies and gentlemen. Save those apologies for when they actually matter. See, every single every single Monday morning, you need to tune into Rising Trade because you get incredible advice, incredible insights from such a brilliant. We need to come up with a good nickname for Jacob Gaffney. Submit a good nickname, the Wizard. No, I don't know if I like the Wizard. I, we're gonna come up with a fun nickname. I'm gonna like this. I'm like, I, we're gonna figure it out. Jacob's a little hesitant, but I like where we're going with this, ladies and gentlemen. I like where we're going with it. The always talented and everly good looking Mr. Jacob Gaffney joining us this morning. Welcome back. Time to get back at it. Time to shred, ladies and gentlemen. And again, this is what we do every Monday morning. And if you want to get the daily scoop, the daily diary of the mortgage industry, click the subscribe button below so you don't miss a single edition every day to your inbox so you can get these stories and so many more. Jacob Gaffney, good morning. And thank you so much for being here. Welcome back, brother. Appreciate you. Coffee you guys coffee time. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you to go shred this week. Go show up. Hustle repeat every day. We'll see you guys.